you introduce us or whenever? Doesn't matter. All right, yeah, we're all set. Yeah, so pretty soon what we're gonna do is I'm actually gonna do through <clears throat> we're gonna do the shows through Zoom. The speakers call in. Hey, I just created a professional Wix site for my business. Let's check it out. Go to Wix.com. There are hundreds of beautiful templates. Choose one that fits your business the best. There you go. All right. I'm all good now? Sounds good? Hopefully. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> Look at what we got. Oh, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go on mute. Quality production right now. Quality production. All right. So let me fix one more technical issue. That way I can get this shit out of the way. Amazing production value. Ted, are you the executive producer? You're over here so he doesn't get fined. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just a sidekick. <laughs> I go up for the beers once a year. <laughs> oh, man. All right. There you go. I go up for the beers once a year. I'm getting a lot of feedback, so let me get out of here and try again. I'll come back in, okay? Yeah, got to remember to mute YouTube. Okay, how's that? Oh, yeah. So the reason why I show these live is just to show everyone, hey, you don't have to be perfect to get out there and do stuff. Uh, with that being said, hopefully now all the audio is good, all the video is good. Patrick will be back in a second. Right here, the world is good. So, with that being said, welcome to SEO this week, episode 124. Today, we're going to be talking about link building, and then we're going to go over ranking factory it's software that a lot of people have been talking or asking about. Uh, with me is Patrick. He'll be back here. He's fixing his stuff. And then uh, Terry, Terry Samuel. Say hi, Terry. Howdy. <laughs> uh, Terry is a he's a user just like me, but he also has a mastermind where he helps people, uh, you know, navigate through some of the tools that Patrick and his crew made, uh, as well as. Um, uh, you got some other stuff in there too. You talk about just not only the ranking factor tools, right? Some other link building methods, etc. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just maps hijinking, but uh, yeah, maps was maps was big. That's really how I found these two guys. Is they started posting some crazy ass pictures of maps rings and all that other stuff, and I was like, ooh, that that attracts me, you know. <laughs> so I mean, I bet you I can make some of those. So that's how I found these two guys and how I started using their software. Just you know, a lot of it made my life easier. So we'll go over uh, ranking factory as soon as we get through the news. Terry will show you how to make uh, S3s, and then he will show you how to do um, how to do it in, in ranking factory uh, the automated way, which is pretty cool. And I have some questions too because I'm some you know I'm still learning, uh, just like everyone else. And as always, we're uh, accompanied by Ted. How you doing, Ted? Say hi. Oh, doing good. How are you? 
I'm doing great. How is the uh, Core 5 still going on? I see you put out new updates, but that's slowed down significantly now. Is everything oh. fine-tuned? Yeah, yeah. It's stabilized a ton. Uh, you know, still looking into to smaller tickets for people, so I imagine another week of that. But uh, right now, at its current state, it seems like it's uh, more stable than Cora 482, which is really good. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, my journey on software, that was, um, you know, we got that anchor text analyzer. That one's almost done. We just have to work with Ahrefs now and get that part set up and the servers and connections and licenses. I'm kind of excited about that. It's a good project. And with that being said, you can see I'm running behind, so there's no link in the description just yet. Once you see the recording, now you'll have it all up. You'll be able to see all the news. And the news includes five articles. Uh, we're search engine journal heavy lately because there's been a lot of writers actually putting out good stuff on there. So uh, typically the in-house writers, some of their stuff I don't agree with. You're wondering where the hell you came from, etc. Uh, but there's some good tips this week, and I wanted to share them with you because I'm a Google Data Studio fanboy, uh, and there's some other stuff in here I think you're all going to enjoy. And the first one is how to forecast SEO potential with Google Data Studio. Uh, in here, basically, what it's doing is showing you how to take your analytics uh, information and hook it up with this little template that's provided right here. There's a link to click. Uh, and you connect your data sources, and out comes this pretty little graph that says where everything's going. I like it. I think it's it's helpful, and it's good to show uh, your intent of why you're choosing you know X, Y, and Z, why you're working on, on et cetera. Uh, so I would check it out. Again, it's free data studio template. You just plug it in, plug in your data, change it up as much as you want to. We've created entire uh, reports for clients uh, using data studio, uh, and I think you'll enjoy it. If you watched SEO Fight Club when Ryan was on, he's got a great usage case usage for data studio as well. You check it out at the, the blueprint.training. Okay, the next one is how to mine the SERPs for SEO content and customer insights. Mining is uh, really important, and I think this, to me, this should be part of your uh, keyword research. Um, Terry, I don't know how, how fast, I know you go, you go really deep into keyword research, especially when you're building your mass stuff uh, and going after long tails, support your broad tails, but um, I think this might be something that would be useful for you guys. And, and Patrick, if you get, you know, if Chris is bored, this is probably another tool right there. <laughs> uh, and that'll go through. And basically, it just shows you how to run uh, Python. Don't get scared. Don't get freaked out. Um, everything is all right here uh, in this Dropbox. And you run Python, and you just go through, and you scrape data. And it teaches you a lot about what people are doing. And if you're a Quora user, you can combine both of these sets of information and come out with some really good stuff to go ahead and process your websites and make them a lot better. If anything, you get a lot of supporting content uh, and stuff. So you can go ahead and go through this post. It's really detailed. Uh, I went through the process. It took me a little bit of time, but I'm a big dumb monkey. Uh, so I'm sure all of you are smarter than me, can figure it out a lot faster. And uh, again, if you can make a tool 
to do this on the fly, I think that would be awesome. So I would check that out, Patrick. It might be in the next factory, research factory. Uh, let's see. Uh, how to predict organic methods of traffic. This is another one that's good for reporting. Uh, a lot of clients, I don't know, Patrick and Terry, if you guys are with clients, but when we deal with them, month one, two, and three are pretty scary for them because they're like, oh, you're fixing my site, but I'm not seeing anything, and I'm paying all this money, and I'm not seeing it. Why are you doing it? And this one really helps answer that question, uh, especially if they have existing traffic already. At the end of the day, there's some two different methods you can do. You can do the, the, this method here using R and R Studio if you want to learn how to play with that. Here's all the code to fire all that up, uh, and that's what you get. And it's just a, a little graph that says this is the goal. This is what we're looking forward to. Uh, and then the CTR method using the Search Console, pretty much the same concept. You're just kind of saying, hey, "Look, this is what we're trying to achieve." Um, CTR. I don't know, Terry. Patrick, do you guys use a CTR in the Search Console? Do you use let that guide you in what you're doing? I, I look at it. I don't. It's not a major determining factor, but it definitely gives you some insight sometimes. Some some clients more so than others. I don't you know, but uh, yeah. What I find is, especially in niches that I'm looking at, you can get in the top three. But if your CTR is registering is horrible, then you got some work to do. And mainly it's title tag meta description. You're trying to find ways to grab the thing. So uh, that's what I that's how I use that. I always can see who's in five to twenty. Those are my quick win win sites, the pages. Those are the ones I want to rank right away. Uh, and then I'll look at the CTR in one to three and see if there's anyone below 15%. If they're below 15%, then I'm doing something wrong. So I should be shooting around the 20 percentile range is what I, what I want. Uh, and that's how I use that data. So that's pretty good. Uh, and, you know, clients like to see shiny graphs of data. So if you if you can put these together for yourselves, I think it would be a good one. I don't know if this could be a ranking factor thing, but uh, I got a spreadsheet guy that we could probably leverage this uh, with a little bit and, and put together something that would really help out the community. So again, this is a really good post. Uh, like they've been putting out some great tip posts lately. Uh, hey Ted, I don't know if you know this, but title tags matter, and so do links. And Google finally, you know, said it. So. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> they finally figured it out, did they? If, if Google said it, it can't be in the SEO this week. <laughs> latest, greatest yeah. SEO news. I know. If it wasn't for my show, you guys would have never known that. <laughs> I think, you know, all we have to do is create something like that to get you know get viewers and click throughs. Yeah, I guess. I mean, this is what we gotta do. I, you know, to me, I think he couldn't have picked a better gift. Uh, really, like they're like, duh, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, and some people just have a lot of problems with that. One thing I wanted to point out, I don't know if you guys watched the show, but Ted certainly remembers. Last week, John Mueller said authority of a website doesn't matter. They don't track authority. And this week, he said it helps to spread signals like page rank throughout the site. So which is it, John Mueller? That's, that's all I wanted to know. Right? Uh, it, it just goes to show that, uh, you know, they they just talk to hear themselves talk and so they contradict themselves left and right so gary will contradict john and vice versa they'll even contradict themselves 
So if 50% of what they say is kind of true and 50% of what they say is kind of false, it just means you can't trust anything they're saying. Yeah. And honestly, I think at some point someone should give John some crib sheets. And this is the stuff he said last week so that he doesn't contradict himself so close. You know, <laughs> you know, if, if he had said that like two weeks later, I might not have remembered that, but it was like right away. Um, so that was interesting to me. Uh, Link Builder's Guide, Matthew Woodward. I don't know if you guys follow him. Terry, do you follow Matt? No. No. He's got an excellent blog. There's some old stuff in here. He's kind of follow. I think, like, before Brian Dean did the skyscraper evergreen stuff, Matthew Woodward was doing it uh, and just didn't get a lot of credit. But if you want to know how to build an affiliate page for a product, uh, if you want to, or anything for that matter, especially tools, uh, follow Matthew Woodward's posts and his stylings, uh, and they're really, really good. Anyway, uh, I've been using, and Kyle Roof, he protests, he says you should be using the Google Apps. That's 12 bucks for a business. You get emails, etc., cetera, uh, and the bounce rates are really low, and they inbox. But I've been using the that email for link building, uh, mainly outreach through uh, SEO Power Suite's link assistant. But you can do it with Gmail. Uh, you can do it directly in there. Uh, you can add some add-ons, make it a little bit more powerful, or you can push it through something like Milkshake uh, if you're lucky and smart enough to buy one of those um, accounts. But Matthew here goes through all the different tools that you can connect to Chrome to make this uh, make Gmail actually work a lot better for you. Plan and schedule emails, find leads, spell check, etc. cetera. Uh, this is really cool. If you don't use any of those, I would check out Boomerang at a minimum. Uh, it, it's really cool and it'll help you um, do replies. Like for me, I'll check my emails in the morning and then I don't visit them again until the next day. Uh, Boomerang will be like your VA on the back end doing all that work for you. So someone says, yeah, I'll give you a link. And then you have this, you know, you have an automatic response. Thanks very much or whatever um, to kind of move that conversation along. So that it doesn't die on you before you can actually attempt it personally. So I would check it out. Also, sometimes, you know, your first reach, you're not going to get an answer, um, especially depending on the, the email you send. If you look like an Indian, um, Nothing against Indians, but if you look like an Indian in your email, most people are going to delete it. Uh, where you can set this up and shoot different templates and test the one that's getting you the results and change around your, your flow. Uh, so this is a really good way to do that. So use Boomerang. Uh, Discoverly, I didn't try out. And what was the other one in here? Find that lead. I've used that before, too. That's actually pretty good. Uh, there's a lot of programs like that now that will help you out, just kind of help you scrape emails and find people to reach. Uh, this is better if you're doing influencer stuff. Uh, and you, you, you know, like if you're doing a show like SEO This Week, for example, and you want to bring guests on, this is a great tool to, to leverage to do that. And then last but not least for the stories is SEO Power Suite. I've been using them forever. Uh, they just had a sale. If you missed out on it, just wait till Christmas. They'll come up with another one, like 75% off. Uh, you want the enterprise version if you're handling clients. If not, go ahead and get one of the, the, the lesser, lesser ones and you'll be okay. Um, but this one goes through and how to leverage some of the stuff like uh, SEO Spyglass to find links. They updated that really well. 
uh, I think it would probably be safe to say it's comparable to Majestic with the link quality right now. It's not a Jeffster standard, but Majestic's, you know, yeah, okay. Uh, and it's certainly better than just the, relying on Search Console. It will walk you through the process of finding uh, you know, link opportunities um, and then some other ideas that we all know. This is Link Assistant, and I set up guest posting. You can do all these different uh, things. Typically, I use uh, guest posting as a matter to build my list, and then I'll just send out an email literally just asking for a link. Hey, I'm an SEO. I wrote this post. I'm writing you for a backlink. <laughs> uh, and you'll be surprised at how refreshing that is, and people actually send you thank you letters uh, and backlinks just for being different. Uh, but you can use that for, you know, if you have topics or you have articles written or whatever for a specific website. That would be really good. And you can also use it to find uh, unlinked mentions. There's other tools that do that, too. Um, this one is just another another way to, you know, leverage a tool that you got. So I would check it all out. Uh, it's a really good post. And that's it for the stories. I wanted to run through those really fast because... Terry is going to educate us on creating S3s. Uh, and he's going to focus on S3s, but imagine you can do this in Google Cloud. You can do it uh, pretty much anywhere. Uh, what are the other platforms that we're using in uh, RFRs? Uh, Google Cloud, S3. I, I use Google Cloud, S3. I use Microsoft's Azure. Yeah, and I use Alibaba. Those are the four, four I use. Yeah, Alibaba. Uh, you can also use uh, P Cloud if you ever figure out how to set that damn thing up, and you can figure out uh, GitHub. GitHub, yeah. Uh, GitHub's pretty good. I use GitHub mainly for some other stuff, but um, both of those are kind of a pain in the ass. So we'll focus on those four. So well, we like to, we like to cater to our customers, and if they ask us to do it, we put it in there, and then we tell them. Maybe you don't want to use these ones. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You know, you know, those two had GitHub certainly has a lot of potential. I think it's because it's so policed, it might be a little bit harder to get away with some stuff. Yeah. Um, but P Cloud, that one, I think you know, that's a it's a good tool. I use it. I have like two K, two terabytes of storage space over there now. Um, you know, so maybe we can figure it out one day. And just kind of how to leverage that. But the point of this conversation is to do two things. One, to make you aware of Ranking Factory. It's a tool that I use. It's a tool that I encourage people to use because tools make our lives easier. Uh, and these guys created something to let that happen. And two is to not shy away from links like S3, et cetera, especially when you know your competition is doing it. If your competition is building PBNs, guess what? You got to build PBNs or you got to shell out a lot of money. If your competition is doing S3s, you got you to know how to do S3s. You got to be able to beat them at that game uh, because Google's not going to fix that for you. Links are not going away. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, the old search engines did not rely on links, and then they lost favor to Google, which did because their search results were more relevant. Uh, now if Google eliminates links, then now they have a relevancy issue, which is bad for them, right? So I don't think links are going away anytime soon. So we need to learn how to build them, and this is a great method to do that. And with that, I'll shut up and let Terry do his thing. All right. Um. 
Now, Clint, do you have it so they can see my screen? Uh, if you mouse over your face, <laughs> then excuse me, a, a green window with an arrow on the left hand side it says green share. Gotcha. And then you can pick us the whole window or a specific app, like browser you're working in or whatever. Yeah. So you can see my S3 right now, or my Amazon yep. uh, web services. Sure can. Okay. Amazon's got a lot of stuff in here, and I use a lot of it. In fact, sometimes my Amazon bit monthly bill gets over $5. Um, so that makes me a heavy user, I think. Um, but if I go into the S3, which is their storage, their cloud storage, right? Um, we know there are there's some authority with Amazon because they've been around a while. Let's see. Let's see if I go in here, and you can see an HTML file that I've uploaded to one of the buckets, which is just what Amazon Cloud calls their um, portals where you contain anything you upload. You can upload PDFs images you can host wordpress up here if you want but i'm just using it for html storage uh, in this case and if i click on this we can see this is a the url of a an, a property i uploaded for a client that believe it or not does concrete polishing okay uh and this link um links to I believe to their website. And then I have an article, typical, typical stuff, uh, nap and a, and I, uh, a map. And if I click here, this is the source code for that. It's just HTML, straight HTML, which means it loads fast. Fairly simple to do. If you know anything about HTML at all, we've got our, uh, YouTube embedded up here. The bulk of the article, uh, the nap down here, which I showed you, this is a Google map embedded and some anchor text at the bottom. So I take this code and I just upload it to my Amazon Cloud, right? So this is the way I used to do it. I took that code, I uploaded it to Amazon Cloud, and you can see here, this is on my Amazon account. I can take that same HTML, and right here, this is a Google Cloud. But it's the exact same thing I'm uploading. Um, so I'm just taking that code and uploading it to the different properties because the cloud properties have value. They have link juice. Except that in this case, I can set up so that this link, for instance, goes to my Amazon link. So now I've got a tier two going, pointing to a tier one. Tier two is my Google, tier one, my Amazon, and then goes to a money page or a video or an affiliate link or, you know, any number of things that I want to, whatever I want to rank. So that basic concept right there is what everyone refers to as a cloud stack. Yes. It's just siloing um, properties, basically. And I can do the same thing in Microsoft's cloud 
in Alibaba's cloud. Traditionally, uh, most of the time, we used to build these properties and go, hey, look, I got a good link from an Amazon to my, you know, my money page or my video, whatever it was. And then as more clouds, as we discovered, oh, look, there's another cloud. Oh, Google's got one. Microsoft's got one. Alibaba's got one. Intel has one now. Um, but we thought instead of just building a link from each of these properties to our money page, why not stack them? So make them your tiers, silo them, whatever verbiage you want to use. We're going to send a link from one to another, to another, to another, and then to our uh, money page, whatever that that is. And it's just, like I said, just straight HTML, which makes life easy. Um, if you can, can write HTML code, great. If you can't, it's easy enough to go to any any website you see somewhere, view the page source, and then make your changes. If you don't want to do concrete polishing, you can go up here and you know change it. I use Notepad++ uh, to mess with my code when I'm going to make changes. When I'm going to change, when I'm, whether I'm going to change a link, whether I'm going to change, uh, you know, any of my keywords, metadata, my nap, the actual article, anything like that. You were using like a regular, what I just call it, the base HTML page. There's no styling or anything like that. How far have you ever taken it? Have you tried to style it out to make it you know, like a, it's, let's say someone finds it? And, you know, obviously these may, these might convert. That might result in a phone call for you. So have you tried to see how far you can go to keep the ease of use but create some styling call to action? Yes. Yeah. I've um, – this is an Amazon – this is a Google, uh, Google Cloud. And if I um, – I just – earlier today I uploaded this file, which – will look amazingly like the others, right? Um, and you can see there's a mind map here. Underneath it, this is a iframe of that same, this same site on Amazon. And this, I don't know why it's not showing now, but is a, uh, an iframe of their website. And it's not going to show now. And these are just, uh, some anchor text keywords down there, but yeah, you can iframe to quote the Martian. You can iframe the shit out of it. You know, um, you can put in all sorts of stuff. I put, uh, and I think it's a good idea to put the uh, video front and center just because time on page, people like to watch moving pictures and see cats playing piano and stuff like that. So they, you know, can, can watch a video and spend some time there. Uh, I try to format my article a little bit so that it doesn't look like just a one solid paragraph. Um, center this stuff. Like I said, uh, use my maps. You can use, you know, your uh, GMB maps in there. I've done these a lot for GMBs. And you can iframe the posts from your GMBs or your reviews or your photos or all sorts of stuff in there. Clint, probably one of the things that you're 
testing or playing with is you can take the iframes and the embed codes from Backlight Factory, and you can put those in here as well, creating a lot of that high power relevance, right? Yeah, pretty much anything that you get iframe, you can drop in one of these. I don't right. want to give away. That's one of the beauties of straight HTML. Yeah. I don't want to give the theory away because that's Marco's and he's giving it away for his donation thing. And maybe um, if you guys have the link to that, they can reach out to you and get the link to that uh, the, that series that Marco did to help those kids in Costa Rica. Yeah. Uh, to show you why that doing that is so smart. Uh, but I think you, you know, Take our word for it. You want to do that. If you want to know the why, then you should uh, at least donate some money. Donate some money to some kids, and you'll get some good information from Marco. Yeah, and we, especially last year, um, we found a lot of success with using these Google properties. And then so uh, a couple of us said something to Patrick about, you know, this is something we need to put in Ranking Factory. Um and uh, they've got a great coder there, Chris. So they did. And instead of taking the time uh, to do an Amazon cloud, then copy the link from it, repeat into Google, but insert your Amazon links everywhere, and then go to Microsoft and insert your the Google links from the one you just made. And then the same thing with Alibaba and stuff like that. Uh, Ranking Factory does it all for you and saves you a lot of time, which means you can use, take that time to be doing something else. Whether you're watching uh, a back episode of SEO week that you, this week that you missed or, or doing work for clients or just lounging around the pool. Have you tested putting schema into these things? I, I have lately. Yes. That's the beauty. Like it said, you can iframe anything in here. Well, I mean, let's face it, this this video is iframed in there. Um, they call it their YouTube embed code, but it's just an iframe. So I have a template that I, I use. Mine's really manual, but I have it built out so that everything is wrapped in schema. So that I would put the link, and I would put the video. That video is wrapped in video schema. Then I put the article. That article is wrapped in article schema. So you can really get crazy with these things. And for the most part, after you do it once, you've got a template. Yeah. You know, and then you're just like, is it putting in a, maybe changing an article or if you're going to completely a different client, you've still got the same template. It's just, it'll be a different map, a different video, different, you know, but you just plug it in and go. Perfect. And if you can, in one of our uh, viewers, he suggested uh, mobarize.com. And uh -huh. it's a program to create a website in HTML and then upload it and it'll look fancier. So that's really handy. Right. It's a, it's a, what you see is what you get yeah. uh, website builder that has lately, I mean, they've improved it a lot in the last year. It's got all sorts of, you bring in a box, uh, different sections, whether it's your hero panel, your headers, your footers, your images. Uh, videos, text content, you bring, put all that in there and it kicks out an HTML site. And then you can obviously drop that up in your, your clouds, um, change your links as you go. So you can, if you want to silo the clouds, which is again, one uh, way of getting more power. I always, my last cloud in the silo between the, all the other clouds and the money page for me is always my Amazon cloud. 
um, because I have found in the past Amazon pages can rank. Um, so, you know, might as well use them, you know, as your, because if you can take another space from your competition while pushing your money page up, why not? Yeah. Do you, um, it's probably a good transition to go to uh, ranking factory, but let's say I made, if I use Moby rise and I, and like Steven said, HTML for dummies, which I certainly qualify. If I made a template with a program like that, can I use that? Can I pull that into RFR and have RFR start building my stacks when we using that one template? Yes, you can. Let's, let me just, this isn't mobile rise, obviously, but if I copy all this code, from open tag to close tag. And this, this is ranking factory. Okay. Which has a, a number of tools in it. But if I'm going to use the HTML creator cloud stacker, there's a place I can put in keywords. I can put in a target URL, my money page, a YouTube URL, any other embeds I want to do. I can uh, put keywords in here uh, for variations, LSI stuff. I can use spin text if I want, and then a basic article here. And then it goes to my HTML editor. And remember, I copied the HTML from that previous page. If I go in here and get rid of this stuff, and I just paste in that uh, code I copied before and update, then that brings that page right in here. So that's all you do is drag your you know, copy and paste your HTML in here. See, there's the, uh, there's the of their website. Um, and once you have all that in there and the way you want it, you know, you title it. And in this case, the title. Um, you'll notice if I go back to the other pages, the other pages, the title was Greensboro Concrete Polishing Services. And here, I'm going to change it to Concrete Polishing Services in Greensboro. Okay, so um, then it's simply a matter of going over here, deciding what clouds I want to use. So I'm going to use Amazon, Google, Microsoft Azure, and Alibaba. And if I stack them, it stacks from the bottom to this one, to this one, to this one. And I can change the order as much or as little as I want. Right. So I'll move that one down a little if I wish. And then I pick a bucket or I can simply type in a bucket name. Bucket names have no capital letters and no uh, spaces. So they look more like that. But if I use the same bucket name in all of these, for instance, I don't need to create a new one. And then I would just click this button. Oh, well, use me. <laughs> so before you do that, go to the HTML editor. Okay, hang on a second. I'm just going to put concrete in there. Okay, HTML editor. Oops. This is the, let's say, this is the template that I want to use. You put your HTML code in there. How does the software know? where to put like the article, the title, all that stuff 
inside of that template. Do you use short codes? It's, it's in here. It's in the HTML. The HTML has it right now with this particular one, has it set so the video is up front. Yeah. Not just the video. I right. mean, it's actually got the code at the top of the page right there for the YouTube video. And, and see, then there's the title of the page, which we see in blue over in the page. Oh, a couple of breaks, and then it starts the all pub published, all polished concrete increases in popularity. And if we look at the page, you'll see this. This is the title, the video. Then we have this title, a break, and then it starts that text right here. You know what I'm getting at, Patrick, right? Let's say this is my template. I just created a template from Mobarize. And this is what it looks like. And I put it into RFR under the HTML editor like he's doing there. But I don't want to use that same content. I want to okay. use the content that's in the page content wizard. Oh, okay. Well, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, what do I need to change in my editor so that I can, can do that? Does that make sense? Do I have to put short codes in there or et cetera? <clears throat> No, you don't have to. You can, uh, th this tab right here is the HTML editor. But if I go back to the page content wizard. The wizard page, right. Yeah. Right. It's going to use, it's going to use what's in under the wizard. So I could put different content in here. Right. But, it, <clears throat> but right now I put no content in there. So when I go back to the HTML editor, there's no content in there. Right. So I could, whatever content I put in there will be brought into here. Just for the purposes of today, I didn't bring in other content, but I could by, because this will allow me to load up a previous uh, cloud stack for something. This is really a brilliant opportunity right here, Clint, as you well know. You build it up. Boom, it just loads up what I, something I'd done before. Go ahead, Patrick. And, and then I simply, when I put it, go to the, this, it has it in it. Right. Okay, so now we're there. Now, you're using a basic HTML template. So it's the article and all that stuff. Right. But let's pretend that that's styled out now. It looks good. It looks like a landing page because I, you know, I use Mobi and I made it essentially a landing page. But I don't want to use the same content over and over again in my stack. So I feed the new content to the page content wizard like you did. How do I get RFR to, to, change the content you know what i mean um i think i know what you mean if i know what you mean it's just a matter of what you put in here right so appear in the html editor right let's say this is different from the template you just pasted in there let's do it just to, just for giggles click on html editor and you want to change this right here change the, use your html edit button the code button and then paste in that other um, page. Yeah. Completely? Yep. And then I'll click update right here. Yep. And now it looks like it should probably look like the other one. So, all right. So now I have this. This is my template. Pretend it's pretty as a landing page. But this is different content that's in that page content layer. So Correct. I don't want it to change. 
Well, believe it or not, the easiest way is just to go in here and go down to where you got the content uh, and delete and it. Paste it in there. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't. So there's a feature. <laughs> there's a feature for Chris Patrick. Mm -hmm. So you, if I give so it, you want to you want to use the same content or do you want to spin the content so that it's a little bit different? Well, let's say if I give it a template and he after he rips all that stuff out. Yep. Let's go here. So. Uh, concrete publishing services, blah, blah, blah. That's the same, right? And then underneath that, put a short code mm -hmm. so that it the software knows where to put my new article. Okay. You know what I mean? So in a, in the, gotcha. you, in the, you can, you can you um, keep, keep this, this up here the same, your embeds the same, and you spin down in here. Yeah. So that will create a new article. But it does not know where to place it in my template. Did it just, just put it wherever, you know, okay, I'm gonna mash it in here. But if I have pretty landing page style now, sure. Where do I put it? You know what I mean? So gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So that'd be a feature right there. Sure. Then I'll try and take this thing to the next level because you combine it with something like Moby, you make good templates, and then you add short codes so that you can bounce around and replace content. Like mm -hmm. video, like go back to the HTML editor and the video right there. Let's say you don't have one video, you have a hundred because you're using live streaming or whatever and fishing for keywords. You can spin that video URL to change that URL over and over again. But right now, RFR doesn't know where to do that. So put a shortcode in the HTML right there. And mm -hmm. now RFR knows to replace it with the iframe for that particular. You know, the rotate through. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because now, if you want to do that, you could could replace the um, in the iframe code here with a spun iframe code, but you can't do it through the content. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So I just gave Chris about three weeks of work right there. So. Yep. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> As we say, make a video and send it, and it'll be done. Yeah. <laughs> right? be pretty cool but for everybody that's listening you know we have to understand the basic reason why we developed this was initially to get the links and the stacking of the links so that we get that power flowing up oh, yeah. and we weren't really necessarily concerned about how it looked until we found out that these are ranking yeah and so now that we're we're finding out that what we're doing is ultimately like terry said you know, they're getting ranked. Now we're getting the, well, can't we make it look pretty? Can we make it different? Can we use a different video? Can we use a different, you know, content or a different image or whatever, right? Yeah. And so that that will take it to the next level. But, you know, in the, in the first year of development, we're just really trying to focus on pushing that juice on up to your site, right? Yeah. So, so Terry, before, you know, what, what I want you to also share with everybody is how easy, there's two things that are pretty simple here, Clint, you probably use them. And that is you see the order on the left-hand side, you know, the Amazon, the Azure, the Alibaba. Yep. Uh, once you get this done and then you load it up again, all you really have to do is take any one of those and move them up in the sequence, okay? And now you've got a whole different structure. Like, you know, you can take, and move that arrow up for Google, Terry. Yeah, you end up with a, a different stack. Now you end up with a different stack, and then you come back and do it again in another stack, and you come back and do it again, and you have a different different power stack. 
And, and once you've got the article in here um, and the HTML way you want it, just clicking that button creates, there's your new page, there's your new page, there's your new page. And come on, Alibaba, you're lagging behind. Um, <laughs> yeah, wait till you get to GitHub. <laughs> well, because here's our Amazon page that it created, the Google page, and the Microsoft Windows page. Um, did I have Alibaba clicked? Because I don't know why it's not oh, 100. Good. But at any rate, the um, must have been. It's probably a bucket thing. That's usually the issue I'd run into with that. But but now I have these three three different links, and they're already siloed. Instead of me having to run this, then copy this and insert it in my HTML code, run it, and then insert that one, and so on and so forth. But yeah, I can re reorder these. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, well, and, you know, run them again and again. And because of this save and load feature, I can save that template if I want to use it again later. Right. Like in this case, I had changed the, the title on the pages from what they were. So now it's concrete polishing in Greensboro instead of Greensboro something or other. What was it? Greensboro Concrete Polishing Services. So, um, But just that quick, you get your HTMLs built. And let's see, I'll go over here too. This is the Windows one. And if I click on the link, this is the Google one. So see the one siloed to the next. If I click on this link, there I'm to the Amazon one. And if I click on this, I don't know where it takes me. Okay, to the to the roofer from the uh, other campaign. But right. So uh, the silo is just that quick, and because you can spin it, you can change the order. Put a different title in and boom, run it again. What and then you your only issue is indexing, and we all know that's a piece of cake nowadays. Yeah, that was my question. What are you guys doing for indexing now? Uh, we within within Ranking Factory, we give everybody. You know, we're using speed links because they were indexing pretty good. We're constantly we give everybody five hundred free links. You know, to do that, but. You, you know as well as I do, it's a daily battle to figure out which indexing service is working the best. Yeah. You know, and we're just always trying to, you know, look back and forth. I think right now we were looking at um, the crawler, not the indexer from SEO Autopilot was doing fairly well. Yeah. Uh, I, punch mine, I punch mine in here in the mobile ready. And Google will tell you it's fetching the page to run the test. And that's a good. That was a good indexer for a while. They automated it, and then they put some good protections in there to stop you. From doing it. So, <laughs> if you're building out like ten, fifteen hundred pages, that's okay. Pages not mobile friendly. Content wider than the screen. Just because I don't have the, I had the video set for twelve eighty. Yeah. Versus versus one hundred percent, you know, responsive in the in the HTML, but. You know, and I think, you know, we, we've seen other people, Clint, that are using YouTube in, in various ways to get indexing, yep. um, you know, kind of a black hat way of getting it done. But it does seem to work as well. So we're in the lab trying to figure out a couple of things that we can help with the indexing situation. I think 
what I'm testing right now is I'm using sitemaps, you know, from our sites and then putting in and running it through some of the RFR products and the backlink products to see if we can put those on Google properties and get Google to crawl them and ultimately index some of them that way, if that makes any sense. Yep. So we don't have any results on that yet, but you know, I, maybe you do or don't use the other feature that might people can't see up there, but does everybody see the translation on the top? Well, the translation is just another way for us to take what we've already built and turn it into more links and also hit some potentially low hanging fruit in your particular area, wherever your local is, or, you know, like if you're in Florida and you're in the landscaping business, you know, using translator automatically to do this and stacking the translations would be pretty powerful as well. Clint. True. Um, Ted, what do you think about these building these um, public HTML networks? They're not PBNs, but, uh, um, well, I've, I've always been a fan of like all kinds of microsites, like whether you're building your, your own tiny websites for cross-linking or PBNs or these concepts of using stacks and the web 2.0s. In terms of a lever you can pull that does appear to work, you know, this is a lever you can pull that does appear to work. <laughs> so my guess is until it doesn't work. Uh, it's probably a beneficial idea. One of the things I've noticed with stacks in general is they tend to be more effective when the competition is slow to mid. It seems like there's a critical mass of competition where it stops being a practical answer. Uh, what do you think, where, you know, where does that point of diminishing returns typically fall for you? Um, I've found that it works great with local, but again, that's a smaller market than a national or international client with a national international client. I still use the clouds, but I use them in a different way. I do more mass page builds, um, across every locality. Let me share, <clears throat> I'm going to share one of mine. This probably gives a little bit more insight into what I'm doing with these. And I closed down this service, so you guys can report me at Google if you want. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'm not doing this service anymore. This is just one of my cloud stacks that goes. So this is pure HTML. I built it with Dreamweaver. Um, some of this is wrapped. I'm pretty sure this one is all wrapped in schema. So you probably plug it into the schema tool. Matter of fact, let me see if it still is. I'm not sure if this one is or not. Uh, but you can see it's formatted out like a, a, a website. Um, and it'll do. It's pretty good, I think. It was ranking actually for a while for press releases in my brand before it fell out of the index. No big deal. And on my, on my map there. Yeah. And I'm not really. So for me, as long as Google sees it and crawls it, then I know that I'm going to get some benefit out of it. Right. So that's why I just go with Colinkry. It's a crawler. It's fine with me. And I don't have to worry about the nightmare of indexing anymore. 
But this is kind of what I'm talking about with RFR. If I plug this HTML into RFR, where is it going to put my stuff? The new content. So if I have short codes in here, like this article is replaced with, uh, you know, paragraph one short code or article short code, and it knows to plug it in there, and knows where to plug the video in, etc. So um, this is probably a cool template uh, for people to check out. Um, Let's see. Yeah, see yeah, if you just take that raw HTML and punch yes. it, you'll get that same page, but that doesn't allow you the, the changing that changing the images or the um, yeah, any of that. So that'd be a really cool feature. And you see it's all it's wrapped in schema. So it's thing. Mm -hmm. So um, well, I think it's something that we could, you know, work on specifically with Chris just to bring this to the next level. Yeah. Um from where it is right now for sure. I, you know, it's to me, it's a great tool. Terry, if you can bring a RFR back up again. And by the way, Clint, based on your suggestion, you know, we, you do knew, know that we have Concord built into there, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and it's built into their, your other tools, right? Uh, yeah. Backlink Factory as well. Yep. Um, yep. That's a good one. I'm going to get Elias on here soon. I actually just going to, I'll be speaking at a conference. He asked me to speak at his conference in next year. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, everyone, just so you know, there are more features to this bad boy. If Terry clicks on Toolbox, you'll see some other stuff that's in there uh, that is great for link building. Yeah, I think my share is frozen. I was... Hey, break it. This is live. <laughs> Yeah. So if you want, we can just kind of do a really, really simple highlight. So here we go. Here's the toolbox you're talking about. Yeah. If you we have short URLs, a doc stacker, which stacks uh, Google Docs, Google Calendar Builder. Terry, open Google up the tab. I mean, just open up the tab real quick so that, you know, we could just yeah. share how con you know how how extensive this is and on all of them we've got that save and load feature right. so you can just load uh, other stuff anybody, but you know we really tried to build this so that when you use these tools they're very comprehensive and they really produce awesome results there's also um a little gmb stacker or gmb uh poster in there in this one as well so um Blogger, if you want to go straight to blogger, you know. The reason that we have blogger as a trigger in here is it's a trigger for our IFTTT network, uh, Clint, as you well know. So you can go directly from here with your content, with your post from your GMB, put it over into your blogger, and your blogger will trigger your IFTTT network. And, of course, blogger is another place where you can put in straight HTML. So you could put that template that you build for the clouds in your blogger or into a WordPress under using the, um, the text editor, not the visual editor. And uh, in lots of places, you could use that HTML once you've created it. Yep. And let's see what else. Oh, Sheets. With this one, Clint, you can tell them a little bit about what Sheets does here. Yeah, Sheets is a great link building tool, especially when you're 
you know, if you're building stacks, for example, and you build a hundred stacks and you go through that process like Terry showed where you're selecting one and moving around, you get a big collection of links eventually. And you can leverage those in Google Sheets and make those public. Uh, and you can also iframe that sheet pretty much anywhere you want to, as long as it's, you know, if, if the place accepts iframes, you can do it. Uh, for me, the Google Docs, the sheets, uh, and have always produced the best results. Mm -hmm. uh, on top of that, one that was better was Fusion, uh, that, that, what, Google Fusion tables. Remember those? Yeah. Those were badass, but now they're getting rid of those. So. Um, but Sheets is really good for that. Um, let's see what else have I used. I used the Google calendars. Didn't see a whole lot out of that. Um, hey, Clint, FYI, what we we found out in the new one of the new Google updates is that they're changing the way that they actually look at calendars, and they're we're going to start to see, in our opinion, from our research, that they're going to become a lot more powerful pretty soon. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Most of the any of these languages, you can just change the language or one or all of them also. Yeah, the translation function is awesome, especially if you're targeting different, if you if you can support and target different markets, that's that's great. Uh, that thing's perfect. Buyer beware, though. If you plug in that translation thing and you go nuts, you're going to get a bill. Yeah, you will. You have to be somewhere. <laughs> so uh, just know that that's, you know, that's pretty expensive. So use that with extreme caution. Uh, but pretty much everything else is, is good. I, I think like my Amazon bill is like $33 a month. Yeah, not much, right? Not for the power that you get out of it. Yeah, but I, I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff in there. So well, the other thing, you know, that I don't know how you use it, but a lot of our members are using G sites as their buffer site. Yeah, they are. I don't. And to me, this is a usability issue for me. I think it's faster for me to use. You can build G sites in here. You get that G sites tab. Uh, to me, it's just faster to build the new ones mm -hmm. without using this. Uh, well, some for some, those Google will screw with the interface and change that anyway. Level of uh, capability, right? Yeah. So, this will allow you to create your your G sites and your multiple pages. Uh, especially if you follow Marco and how he uses it, that stuff on ROS, uh, this kind of speeds that whole process up a little bit. Uh, but it just depends on your familiarity with G sites. If you're not familiar with G sites, you don't know how to make them, then by all means, then use this. It's going to be faster for sure than trying to learn something new. So that's what I think would be cool. Let me get some questions in here. And the biggest one was what's the difference between ROS stacks and RFR? Uh, if you guys don't know, RYS Stacks, rank your shit, Stacks, is essentially the Google Stacks uh, coined by the Semantic Mastery folks. Uh, and that's the process of using all these things that you see in here combined to make essentially like a, a super backlink from, uh, from that stack uh, to promote and rank your stuff. And your tool was just, you know, you're taking on that concept, right? Uh, and you're just trying to make it a little bit easier for everyone to navigate that process. Yeah, we just, it's just automating the, the process. And when we throw in the cloud stacks, of course, it's not just Google properties. It adds those other properties in also. But, uh, but most of the tool is geared towards, as you can see, towards Google properties and stacking them up. So because of, the, because of the way this tool works, you can stack in any order you want. 
um, if you use rank your shit, you know, they've got a particular order they prefer and you can do that in here or you can, you know, play around with it and find something that uh, you like better or that maybe works better for you. I think one of the other things that I found, Clint, is, you know, that that's a very linear environment that you're playing in. And when you're within ranking factory, you have all these variables, right? And, and one of the things that we get a lot of time, well, what's the recipe? RYS is a recipe, right? It's very linear. Within here, you can do this and do that, and you can mix and match and create all kinds of different recipes that work for you. And to me, I just find it more flexible, but you know, there's power in them, their heels. Either way, we there, there's power in what we do. There's power in what they do, and you know they they've created a brilliant environment. So I think that would be the basic difference: is that we have a lot of flexibility to do a lot of different things, and and you know with within their platform, it's like A B C D E F and G, and some people like that better. A yep. uh, question from Dorian: Is one account per cloud type with multiple buckets buckets enough, or should you have multiple accounts? That's a personal thing. I've got a couple Google Cloud accounts, uh, a couple Microsoft. You can have, like with Amazon, when you start out with your Amazon Cloud account, they give you 100 buckets. And each bucket can contain, you know, terabytes, really, of data. But if 100 buckets isn't enough, you can drop them a little note and said, can you give me some more? And they'll say, how many do you want? And you say, a couple hundred, they'll give you a couple hundred more. They don't care. Um, you're paying to use the space and, you know, it's up to you. It's not unlike your Google Drive. It's your space to use as you like. Well, I think his question is more focused on, do I put locksmiths with three halves? Is that going to affect the relevance of the links? And right. And that's the reason with the different buckets. I don't think you can name your buckets whatever you want and you can segment your buckets. Okay, this is my locksmith bucket. This is my chiropractor bucket, and this is my dentist bucket, if you want. Or even more so, this is my chiropractor uh, in Dallas bucket. This is the one in Houston, and this is the one in San Antonio. I mean, but you don't need another Amazon account to do that or another of any of the cloud accounts. Makes sense. Right. I think you just use a different bucket. And Terry, if you pull up your, your, uh, RFR software, you can show everybody like how, how we can add multiple accounts in there. Yeah, when you go I would, there. but then they'll see all my accounts. Well, <laughs> just, just, I just wanted to show, you yeah. don't have to open up the accounts, but if you, if you click that button, you can add as many Google accounts in there as you want, is my point. So that- Yeah, you can have a lot of Gmail accounts. Yeah, there's, there's no limit and it's all API. It's the same. The other ones too, right? You can add a different API keys. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you feel like if you're you know, if you got more than a hundred and you don't feel like emailing them and you want to start a new account, then go for it. But otherwise it's not necessary. Exactly. The the nice thing, it's all in one place. So you only have to go one place to do all of the work for all of your customers, clients, or your own sites. Yeah. And once you get your Google APIs, your uh, APIs for your URL shorteners, all that. That same API, the APIs are connected to the software. So it doesn't matter what account you're in, it's still using that same API. You don't have to go get a different API for each Gmail or any of that stuff. Cool. And I think Google realizes there's agencies out there 
that have more than one client, more than one Gmail they use, they don't care. Yeah. I think you know, as, long as, as long as you're paying Google some money, they're happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you, let's say, do you see that the, will the power of these will go away? Do you anticipate that? Or obviously that, you know, the question has to be asked. I don't think it's going away anytime soon, but um, what is the longevity of the method? The more you promote the tool and you say, hey, well, we're doing these things, do you think it's something that could be corrected anytime soon? Well, here, here's basically an answer to some of that question, right? And I'll, I'm not going to, I'll just go to a different product called our GMV poster product, right? When, when Google gives us an API and they tell us that within that API, you can do four posts a day for your Google My Business, then if you do four posts a day, it doesn't matter if 50 million people are doing four posts a day. That's part of their API. That's part of their process. That's part of their playground that they're saying, you can go up to that fence, but don't go over that fence, children, because you'll be in the street, right? <laughs> So with, with all of the things that we do and we create, we're always playing within that API TOS box. We're not doing anything outside of it. Now, you know, when we take one Google property and we add it to another Google property like RYS or what we're doing, we're still always playing within that sandbox of those terms. And we're not trying to abuse it. You know, you know if we're making 100,000 sheet links well, okay, that's because Google says we can do it. And if they didn't, they would they would put restrictions on us. So does that maybe kind of answer the question? You know, if a million people are using this and it's all part of the rules, what's the problem? What uh, would be your response to the question is this white hat, gray hat, black hat link building? Yes. Well, I, I can respond to that very simply. It's no hat. It's what <laughs> Google allows us to do. Color it any which way you want. Okay. Would you agree? Yeah, well, the reason I like asking that question, especially when you're coming from a link building perspective, is local business owners are they're inundated with this. It's kind of to me, it's like a morality. Oh, you're immoral if you're building these links. <laughs> you're a black hat. And, and at the end of the day, though, is it true? And I, and I think it's turning into a selling point more than reality. You know, I only do white hat SEO and we're going to create great content and we're going to promote it. Well, how are you going to promote it? Oh, we're going to build links everywhere. So now you're a black hat. Right? I mean, doesn't Google say link, linking is important to ranking, correct? Exactly. So... Well, I, I've always found you got to let the business decide. You know, you explain the risks, you make sure they make an educated choice. But if that business is telling you, hey, you know, we lost our rankings last month and we're going to be out of business next month, right. what are some Hail Marys we can do? I mean, pull out the Hail Marys. Well, let, let me let me kind of address that real quick. Okay. And Clint, we've, we've gone over this before in a number of different ways, but especially like if you take what Terry just shared with you in sheets to build links and anchor tech sheets, right? That's technically not a backlink. It's, it's, it's your property on the Google drive that, that Google gave you to hold your, your content. Correct. Yeah. And it's not your fault that Google's reading it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that I did is open up the link that published it so that other people could see it. So you see all these links, these are on your hard drive. Yeah, now, when Google finds a pattern under manual review, you know they can say that these look suspicious and it's totally subjective. But yet you just have to explain to the business owner that yeah. that's a possibility as long as you understand, I'm willing to try and help you in this time frame, and these are kind of the levers we can pull. Just let the business decide what risk they're comfortable with. So Ted, one of the other things that, that and, and Clint answer this with me as well, you go out and you build MRs, you go out and build SEO, you go out and build PBNs. How do you eliminate them when they're out in space? Because all of a sudden you screwed up, they build too many, whatever, and your site tanks. How do you get rid of those links? Well, you go through an intermediate page. So you have your tier two, and if the sky falls, then you delete your tier twos that you control. It's a, it's a process is my yeah. point, right? Exactly. All we have to do is delete that page and it's all gone. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, never make a mess you can't clean up. And that's how part yeah. of how you can mitigate the risk and you explain that to your yeah. customers yeah. and you let them decide. You don't you don't do take a risk, you know, without them knowing. You say, here's what we can do, here's the risk. What right. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. So with with this process, all you do is go to unpublish and they're not published anymore, and then that power kind of goes and drifts away, is my point. And that's a huge thing. And, you know, that's a big selling point that these can be cleaned up at any time you change your mind. Instantly. Yeah. <laughs> and they can be re You can, you can simply else. make them not public. You, you can that? just make them not public and then turn them back off and on as you wish. Just change the anchor text to the keywords, and then it, all of a sudden that power goes to another company when somebody stops paying you. <laughs> And there you go. You know, that's a big bullet point right there. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to just bring that up by sharing with that. There is safety catches in here and it's a, it's a pretty easy safety catch. If, if things do go south, like, you know, we had a guy on his site build, I think a million backlinks utilizing this system. And he, and, and he went from number one to number 90. He just deleted them all. And three days later, he's back to number one. I would ask if you're number one, why were you building a million back things anyway? Yeah. <laughs> it was a test site. And Clint, you know this because you're a part of it, but the Skype group that supports this software is, is pretty impressive. It's fairly active. And, um, and the people that are in your Cora and pop, uh, Skype group know how the how good an active Skype group can be as a as an asset, and it's a great resource to. There's a, there's the same kind of uh, busy Skype groups for the RFR software. Yeah, but, you know I don't like endorsing Skype groups. If I could burn Skype with fire, I would. But I have to use a stupid thing. I got like three copies that are running with three different accounts. <laughs> it's so horrible. Um, but yeah, the Skype group puts out some good information, and that leads into one of the probably the last question. Well, second to last is does RFR any training to go along with it? So if I buy it, is there going to be support behind the back end? Yes, we have a Google document and we have all of the training videos for all the modules in there. Um, I'll answer one question right now that people 
who are new that come in and says, okay, this is great, what's the recipe? Well, I think if you look at that menu bar on the top, you'll notice that there's a lot of different things that you can do. You know, we just recommended everybody start with the one, learn it, go to the next one, learn it, go to the next one, and then you become your own professional recipe maker and cake builder by seeing what you use, what you like, because you don't use them all yourself, right, Clint? No, I mainly use the cloud stacker. Yeah, so there are things that you know that are comfortable to you, and so I just put that on the table at the beginning. There isn't go to A, go to B, go to C, go to D. It's learn it, what's comfortable, and you'll get results. And I think it's a point for any tool, you know, whether it be Cora, Page Optimizer Pro, um, yeah. or RFR. It's their tools, and you know, you got to have your own method to use them. And if you don't develop and take the time to develop a method, then you know, you're gonna you're gonna fail. They're not not one is a magic bullet. So no, I wish there was. If there was a magic bullet, I would probably make it and then not tell anybody and disappear off the internet. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I think the culture within the Skype group is good for new people that come in because they're used to people coming in and asking questions, and they're more than you know ready to pounce on you with with answers to try to help you out, and it's one of the reasons we don't have a support desk. We don't need one. Yeah. Uh, the final question was, it, can you export a zip file, the accounts from one software, let's say RFR, into the backroom factory or Gmail? What, what do you, you mean by the Gmail accounts that you're setting up? Yeah. Yes. You can just export the Gmail from any one, any one of our softwares and import it to the other one, and all those accounts will follow, and you won't have to go through the process of approval and API. Perfect. If there are any more questions in regards to RFR or Cloud Stacks, go ahead and now's a good time to do that. Well, Patrick, while those come in, if any do come in, uh, Patrick, go ahead and tell everyone uh, you got the new offer, 30-day free trial or a dollar. Um, the the quote is one buck, B-U-C-K, one yeah. buck. One buck. <laughs> yeah, let everyone know where they, um, where they can find you, where they can get that information. Well, you have to put your link up there. I don't know what it is. Oh, I'm not going to give my affiliate links. Tell them where to find you. Oh, that's uh, rankingfactory.net. Rankingfactory.net. No, all your tools are on that website, right? Um, not all the tools are on there, no. Okay. Just that, specifically. Right. Perfect. And then uh, just for other people you may not know, you, Gary, Gary Afron is the third member of the, the Madness crew, but you guys are running a mastermind. Uh, where you have access to some other stuff like traffic factory and all that other stuff too. So um, if you don't see it on Ranking Factory, you just want to start out with Ranking Factory, uh, talk to Patrick, and my recommendation is go ahead and get the – the. Uh, I would get the mastermind so you get access to all, all that stuff. Yeah, that's a personal conversation that we have to have. But if you're asking where the, all the tools are, they're at the rankingstore.com. Ranking store, yep. And in there, you'll see the GNB poster, Backlinks Factory, Backlinks Factory. Probably all of them is the easiest. Um, <clears throat> and then the, the GNB poster is pretty cool. Yeah, the authority checker, the ripoff report, the business leads finder. You know, yeah. all the other Backlink Factory, all the other ones we have there. Be perfect. Yep. So cool. Again, so he's at the mastermind. So if you want that, check him out there. And with that, there's no more questions. So awesome. Let's see. And Scott Rogers. One buck, B-U-C-K. One, the number one, B-U-C-K. 
and that'll bring you down to a dollar for 30 days to try us out. That'd be perfect. It's more than well worth it. And if anything, you build a million backlinks with it. <laughs> Tell them you don't want it. No more. <laughs> Just don't do that. Also, you, have is you could build a million backlinks for a dollar. Thanks, Clint. <laughs> hey. If you have issues with using it, um, look me up and uh, I'll, I'll walk you through something too. I don't mind. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank you very much. This has been episode 124 of SEO this week, and we'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks, Clint.